Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, Tampa Bay sports fans. Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Today is Saturday, June 12th. Lots to talk to, of course, the Lightning. Move on to the third round. Only eight wins away from retaining the Stanley Cup. The Rays, still one of the hardest teams in baseball. And much more to talk about. The number here, as always, is 877-448-7901. Email sports at power901.com. We'll be right back to get the show started on Power 90.1. There's a lot going on at the Landing Bar and Grill in Valrico. There's great food at the Landing featuring several signature Landing-only specialties like shareable appetizers, seafood, flatbread, salads, wings, pasta, pizza, burgers, gluten-free, keto-friendly, kid-friendly, dog-friendly, desserts, craft beer and cocktails, and a lot more. And if you're looking for entertainment, we've got it. National holidays, food events, live music, karaoke, corn and live team trivia. Check out our full menu on Facebook or online at thelandingvalrico.com. Sports is back and we've got that too. The Landing Bar and Grill off Lithia Pinecrest in Valrico. The Landing Bar and Grill. Land as strangers, depart as friends. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Great time to be a Tampa Bay sports fan. Whether you're a Rays fan sitting atop the American League East with one of the best records in all of baseball. If you're a Buccaneers fan, OTAs have started. The Bucks look great. Brady looks even better than last year so far with his agility after his offseason knee surgery. And of course, the Lightning in the third round of the NHL playoffs getting ready to take on the New York Islanders in a best of seven series. Game one's going to be tomorrow at three o'clock. So um, as we talk about all the sports in the area right now, uh, it's not just the major leagues. We also have the Florida State women got to the final series, came up a little bit short against Oklahoma in the softball. Congratulations to them on a great season. We have USF men's baseball. They are in the Super Regional uh, they have a game today. It'll be at 9 o'clock tonight in front of about twelve to 13,000 fans in Austin, Texas in the Super Regional. Uh, you know, not many people gave them a chance to get out of the AAC tournament. They, of course, won that. Then they uh, had a great win against the Florida Gators up there in Gainesville. Went on to defeat Miami 10-2 and, of course, South Alabama to get to the Super Regional. So a lot of talent in this area. A a lot of guys on the USF team are from um, the the Tampa Brandon area. Uh, A couple went to Durant High School, Alonso High School, Eastlake some from Palm Harbor. So a lot of great talent down here. I, I actually laugh when people say it's not really a baseball talent-wise as far as some of the um, other sports around here. But congratulations to all of those local teams. Hopefully the Bulls can um, go in there and keep on doing what they're doing and shock some people. It's going to be a real test because Texas is one of the, uh, and has been one of the best baseball teams in the country for uh, many years. So good luck to the Bulls tonight. 
as we talk about the Lightning right now, of course, by now, it's, everyone knows it's down to four teams left in the NHL to see who's going to get the coveted um, trophy. I think uh, the Lord Stanley Trophy, we all know it's been here for the last year, and I believe it wants to stay here for another year, and we have a very good chance of that happening. The Islanders, uh, they took care of the Bruins, uh, six games they won the, the final game six to two it was a little bit closer than that for a while but in the end the Islanders were just uh, too strong for Boston I believe they're a little bit too physical they came out they really um, they really played well the whole series the uh, Bruins won the first game in that one five to two the Islanders came back to win the second one. And then it went uh, Bruins, Islanders, and then Islanders again. So uh, if you look at the series that we have coming up with the Islanders, it's going to be more, I believe, a series similar to the one that we had with the Florida Panthers than it will be with the Hurricanes. I think that the Islanders play a little bit more of a um, physical type of game. I think that when you look at they, – they do have a couple um, – Issues with the goalie, not issues, but they don't have a solid uh, go-to guy. They use two goalies. And I think that when you look at that, that's somewhat common with some teams throughout the league. Everyone can have a Vasilevsky in in the uh, goal like we do. So I think that as we go forward, it's going to be more of the same. I believe that it has been shown that teams don't really want to run up any penalties against us because of our outstanding power play. Scoring, I believe it's still at about a 50% clip. And could you imagine if you're a goalie and you're out there and um, we're on the power play and you have you have Hedman uh, at the point, you have Kucherov on the left side, you have Stamkos on the right side, you have Point right in front of the net, and you're a goalie looking at all this, you don't know which way to turn. So when our power play uh, is out there, we have a probably better chance than anybody in the league of capitalizing and scoring on that. So it'd be nice if our defense can continue to play the way we have. We really shut down... Um, the other team in the last couple games. Vasilevsky, three shutouts in the final game of the series, going back to the, um, you know, of course, the first two series this year and the last series last year. Our defense really, really shut down the uh, Hurricanes in the, the final game of the series. And if you look at Vasilevsky, another game of 29 saves. Um, Stamkos really playing well. Kucherov, of course, is uh, his old form is back. Point out there, one of the fastest guys on the ice anywhere. And when our defense is locking down the other team and Vasilevsky is in the net, uh, not letting anything get through, it's really going to be tough for any team to beat us. So there are four teams left. Like I mentioned, you have, uh, of course, we're playing the Islanders starting tomorrow. And then you have the gold, the Vegas Golden Knights will be playing the Montreal Canadiens. Canadians, a four seed, 
Vegas a one seed. And of course, we're a two with New York's the three. So one plays four, two plays three. And then, of course, the two winners of those series will face off for the uh, the championship. So I was actually surprised that Vegas was able to outlast the Colorado Avalanche. I figured it would be the Avalanche and the um bolts in the finals so i'm actually uh kind of happy to see colorado get upset in my opinion and i think we have a very good chance uh when we get that point don't want to look ahead but of course uh as a fan you always want to uh, do that so we're eight wins away from retaining the cup here in tampa bay we'd love to hear your comments uh who do you think played great in this series, who was your MVP if you had to pick one? Uh, the number here, as always, 877-448-7901. You can email the show at sports at power901.com or go to jimmybsports.com and do it that way. We'd love to hear your input. How do you feel about the first two games being down here and um, you know, then going, of course, Two up there in New York and then one, one, one as needed. Do you think it's going to go seven games or do you think it's going to be another uh, maybe five or six game series for the Lightning? Love to hear your thoughts. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Now, in-home or in-office do-it-yourself COVID-19 testing is available to you. And the results are 99% accurate. Save your time and be safe by avoiding the lines and crowds. You can test yourself and your family members at home. Test your employees at work, making sure your workplace is safe. Simply call Citation Bioscience at the number we're about to give you to order your COVID-19 testing kits. When they arrive, follow the simple instructions and send them back to us with our prepaid shipping. Results are ready the next day in 95% of the cases. And remember, they are 99% accurate and reimbursable by your insurance company. Save your time, stay safe, and avoid the crowds. Order your COVID-19 kits now by calling this number now. 800-433-8399. 800-433-8399. That's 800-433-8399. Now, Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back to the show, guys. Like I stated earlier, great time to be a sports fan down here in Tampa. We touched about the uh, Lightning on their run eight games away. Of course, we have the Rays, uh, hottest team in baseball, 20 out of the last 25 games. Going into the weekend, we're one game ahead of Boston, six ahead of the Yankees, six and a half ahead of Toronto, and um, Baltimore is in town this week for a series. Hopefully, um, we can put up some runs. Wendell, you know, 288 batting average. He's really having a great year as well. Meadows, good to see him coming along. 48 RBIs right now to go with 14 home runs. Um, Really, just if you look at the team, Glasnow had a great outing. He had 11 strikeouts in seven innings as we beat the Nationals the other evening. The whole team taking their... Um, picking their spots, one guy steps up one night, someone else another night. So I think if you look at the way the team is going right now, like I said earlier, they really enjoy 
um, playing the game. You have a bunch of guys that are really, really good baseball players. A lot of um, people across the country that follow baseball really don't know many other players on the team. You would would be hard pressed to go ahead and name a couple. But if you really look at this team, they don't really care who gets the accolades. They don't care who gets the uh, press clippings or anything else. They, they really just want to win. And that's what it really takes to um, have a, a great, successful season and to be able to go ahead and keep your eye on what the ultimate goal is. A lot of times I look to see who's leading this team, not on the field so much as far as, of course, you have the stats, whether it's the pitching or the batting. That's always important because that is ultimately what puts the runs on the scoreboard or keeps the runs off the scoreboard if you're talking about the pitching. But who are the people on the team that um, are, are the leaders not on statistic-wise? Um, that's, I think that's a good question. I'd love to hear your answers on that. Uh, you know, when you have people like Meadows, you have people like uh, Joey Wendell, uh, you have people, uh, Diaz. Who do you think is the person on that team? Uh, is, is it maybe Glass now from uh, the dugout when he's not pitching? Uh, Phillips. You can go up and down the line. Is it Azarina from a, from a more quiet um, standpoint? I don't know. I mean, that's really somebody I'd love to hear um, someone uh, get back to me with who they think the leader on the team is in the clubhouse. I'm talking about someone that, you know, is in the clubhouse and all of a sudden you get into a little bit of a, a lull. Maybe uh, the bats go dead. Maybe... Uh, everyone gets a little bit tight. Who's the person in there that you know shakes up the bats, tells a couple jokes? Uh, is it Zanino? The way he's been handling himself behind the plate this year—it's uh, really impressive to me. The way that he takes charge of all the pitchers out there, whether it's you know Yarbrough or um, Springs or Thompson or you no know, McHugh later on in the game. Kytridge, McClanahan, of course, Glass now, whoever it might be, he seems to be the guy out there that uh, is the glue behind the uh, the infield. So he may be someone that is um, a, a silent leader on that team. Is it, like I said, is it Lau? Is it Diaz? You can talk about a Rosarina. He seems to be getting his uh, swing back in gear. Kiermaier, um, you know, you don't hear much about him. He's making some so great plays in the outfield. I think I see a little bit more of some leadership qualities coming out with Kiermaier this year. Uh, Mark Goals getting some big hits at big times. Uh, which is a, a true sign of someone who is uh, letting his back do the work, taking that leadership role. Uh, so, again, we'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, who you think might be the leaders of that team, not so much uh, on the field, between the lines, but maybe in the dugout, maybe in the um, locker room afterwards. Uh, who's the person that you think uh, or people, or it could be a few, 
to kind of hold that team together. Uh, other than that, as far as the, the, the baseball and the Rays go, I think more the same. Uh, we lost a game the other night that we came back, we tied it up, and then we lost in extra innings. I was hoping that when we had the runner on first base after we tied it up with, with no outs that we would try to move him over a little bit. That's the one... That's the one part of the game that I sometimes question still at this point, uh, moving the runners over in situations where uh, maybe a team in the National League would do so, uh, maybe a couple other teams in the American League would do so. But for some reason, we don't have that um, uh, mentality to go ahead. We'd rather go up there, it seems, and Cash would rather go up and have you do your thing, swing the bat, take a chance of maybe um, hitting something down the line later in the game. I would love to see a little bit more small ball um, from this team once in a while. But again, you can't argue with success. They've had some great success. They continue to have some great success. And I think that uh, if we can have a good outing this weekend against the Orioles, Keep our hold on first place, even it's slight lead right now at one game. But if we can you know, pick up at least two games this weekend, uh, maybe three wins, maybe expand that lead a little bit. So again, any comments that you have about the Rays? Again, let me think. Let me know who you think is the leader in that team uh, off the field or on the field for that matter. We'd love to get you on the air and uh, see what you have to say. The number here is 877-448-7901. And again, email sports at power901.com. We'll be right back to talk more Tampa Bay sports right after this break. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at The Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000 now, now back to the show back to the jimmy b sports show on power 90.1 welcome back sports fans as we talk about sports whether it be the lightning the rays the box locally or sports in general the question always comes up what are the best sports rivalries today of course you can look back over the years and you know, whether it's boxing, you can go with, um, you know, Frazier and Ali if you want. You're talking about baseball, it would be the Red Sox Yankees at one point. Um, college basketball, you know, you always had the North Carolina Tar Heels and, the, and Duke as a huge rivalry. You know, I think all of those have dissipated over the years. Of course, the, uh, the Ali one, we all know what happened with that. But, you know, you talk about baseball, you talk about basketball. I would love to hear, you know, who you think right now the best rivalries in all of sports are. Uh, you know, that, that, that's a question that if you look at it, it keeps, it tends to be changing a little bit over the time. I think if you look at things right now, baseball, you have the Dodgers and the Padres, I think will be a great rivalry. 
for years to come. It, it may not be so much right now, although it's starting to be. I think that that could be one. Uh, looking at it from a, a football perspective, it's really tough to, um, you know, you know, pick a rivalry right now. Is it the Steelers and the Ravens? In, in my mind, I think that would probably be the closest one to a football rivalry over the past uh, several years. And again, it comes down season to season, who may be hurt or what's going on in that particular game. Um, can you say the Patriots versus the Jets? Would that be one? Um, for that reason, you may want to say uh, Dallas and Philly in the NFC East might be a rivalry. It's, I think it's really tough right now to say what the rivalries are in, in the football um, or in the baseball, for that matter. You could look at uh, any of them, college. Uh, you, know, you could look at the NHL. Is there a rivalry in the NHL? Is it someone with the Canadians? Um, what do you think the best rivalries may be? If you're looking at um, right now, like I said, in basketball, do you think it would be the uh, Lakers and Clippers? It used to be Boston and L.A. I don't believe that's one right now. I don't think the Lakers and Clippers are even a legitimate rivalry that we can even talk about right now. Um, Cubs and Cardinals and baseball. You want to throw that one out there? Is that one? Uh, hockey, Flyers, Pittsburgh. Is that one? Who do you think the Lightning's rivalry is? Who do you think the Rays are right now? How about the Bucks? Do they have a legitimate rival that you can honestly say uh, year in and year out that that's who we uh, look forward to playing or have a um, maybe a little extra added incentive to go out there when we see that team on the schedule? Uh, again, I think that's a question that is really hard right now to uh, talk about. But one of the rivalries that has been going on for several years that really can't be overlooked is the tennis rivalry between Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal. If you look at what these two guys have done over the course of the last decade, it's been amazing to watch these two square off. And even if you're um, just a casual tennis fan when these two get together, especially if it's on a clay court surface like it is at Roland Garros during the French Open, uh, Nadal is typically the person that gets the best of anyone in the world when they're playing on that surface. The reason I obviously bring that up is because yesterday there was a semifinal match between Djokovic and Nadal. It went four sets. Most of them go... No, five, but this one went four. Nadal won the first set, six to three. Djokovic returned the favor in the second to even it up at six to three. And then Djokovic won the third set in the tiebreaker, seven to six, which was one of the better sets that you can ever watch if you uh, watch the replay of that. Some great tennis being played by both guys. And then the fourth set, uh Djokovic won 6-2 for the victory. So those two guys, I would think that of any rivalry in sports right now, I would say that those two are probably the closest to anything going on. Prove me wrong. Let me know who you think. Again, 
7901 or sports at power901.com. So Djokovic winning, he will play the other semifinal winner, which is uh, Stefanos Sissipis. He's um, the Greek. He beat Alexander Zverev 6-3, 6-3. Then he lost the third and fourth set, 6-4, 6-4. Came back to win the fifth set, 6-3. So those two guys will square off um, Sissipis and Djokovic to see who will claim the uh, French Open champion. But I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on um, whether it be the tennis that's being played out there this year. Uh, if you want to talk about people withdrawing from tennis, I know Federer had a withdrawal. If you want to um, check in or chime in about Osaka withdrawing, that's something, that's a topic that um, for the last, during the week was talked about a little bit. You had someone there who did not like questions that was being asked of her by reporters after matches. Um, if you look at her past, evidently she has dealt with some um, anxiety or depression over the years. And it seems that if you listen to her explanation, when reporters ask certain questions about uh, why she may have lost a game or a set or a match or whatever it may have been. It triggers um, some things in her that uh, from her perspective aren't good for her. And she decided to basically just uh, take her ball and go home. Didn't want to play, didn't uh, finish playing in the um, the women's side of the French Open. So feel free to uh, check in and comment on that as well. I think that when you get to a certain level and you're at the top and she's the number one female player in the world, you don't get to be a number one in your field, in your sport, in your craft without having both physical and mental toughness, in my opinion. And I think the mental toughness comes along with being able to shut down different outside disturbances or outside happenings. And part of that are the questions that may be asked of you. You can go out and practice you know, six hours a day and you know, be in great physical shape, but the mental part of it also comes into play. So I have a hard time understanding how you can go out there and maybe if people are cheering for the other player, for example, in, in tennis. We're talking about tennis right now. If you go out there and maybe the fans are cheering for the other person, does that bother you to the point where you can't go out there and play the sport that you, you know, had so much success in playing and it's basically your job and your career? No, you find a way to turn off those that noise, that, that outside noise, and you focus somehow on just what you're doing. You know, whether you're Michael Jordan playing a basketball game and, you know, you get into a zone and everything just slows down, you find a way. You may have words that you use to trigger different responses within yourself to get you through that period of um, uncertainty, if you will. So when, when she says that those questions bother her, I really, like I said, have a hard time understanding that someone, that caliber of player, that caliber of um, 
athlete, the caliber of champion that she has been cannot find a way to circumvent those questions and just move on. So I, I really think that there's something else going on there. And I, I'd like to hear your opinion on what it may be. If you disagree, that's fine. But uh, let me know your thoughts on that and any other rivalries that you think are prevalent in today's sporting world let me know is it on the golf course again i really don't see them the way that they used to be and i really think that right now if i was going to pick one i would have to say it's nadal Djokovic when they um, get together in one of these grand slam events we'll be right back you listen to the jimmy b sports show you are in the gymnasium on power 90.1 All you high school students and recent grads, how would you like to be a part of the largest digital yearbook ever? All you have to do is head to xqyearbook.com and upload your photo and a quote. And get this, for every valid submission, XQ Institute will be donating $2 in support of student mental health. This is your photo, your story, and your impact. Visit xqyearbook.com and leave your mark. We can't wait to see your submissions. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Talking a little bit about the NBA playoffs right now. Uh, obviously, at this point, you all know if you follow the basketball playoffs that there's going to be a new uh, champion this year. The Lakers were eliminated in the first round by Phoenix. So uh, basically, you're having a couple teams right now where uh, you have Milwaukee Bucks. They're fighting the Brooklyn Nets right now in a series. They're able to win on Thursday night after Brooklyn won their first two games easily. They really embarrassed Milwaukee, if you ask me. Uh, game three, both teams couldn't hit the side of the barn. Uh, which it doesn't happen to Brooklyn too often. So Milwaukee was able to win that game to at least make it interesting at this point. And then you have the other conference semifinal there with Atlanta uh, and the 76ers. So uh, Embiid got, uh, he was injured in the first round. He did come back, ready to go. So he is there and that, that, um, that series is tied at 1-1. On the other side, the other coast, you have the Utah Jazz. Um, they're taking on the Clippers, and the Phoenix Suns are facing Denver, and their MVP, there was just named uh, Nikola Jokic, the Joker. So I think that if you look at the Clippers, they're in trouble. They lost the first two games, although they lost the first two games in the previous series, I believe, as well. And, um, you know, they're playing today. Uh, 8.30 tonight, so that should be interesting to see if they can come back. They It's a must-win for the Clippers today, I believe. If not, and if they lose this series, they will probably break up that team. Uh, if you're looking at Utah, they're playing them. Donovan Mitchell, if you don't know who he is, take a chance. Watch him when you, when you can. He's really something special. He... Um, you know, had another 37 points in the game on Thursday night. And I think that he's someone that you're going to be hearing a lot about in the years to come if he obviously stays healthy. Phoenix is uh, leading 2-0 against Denver in their series. I think that 
um, Phoenix, that crowd, you know, they say the home court doesn't much matter in some sports. Well, I'll tell you, it matters in, in basketball playoffs because Phoenix's crowd is unbelievable, as is Utah's. I will say that, listening and watching both of those games, Utah gets props for their home crowd, as so does Phoenix. They have about 14,000, 15,000 in there, and you really couldn't even hear yourself uh, thinking. So, those are the teams right now. You know, you got, like I said, Philly and Atlanta. I think that with that series being tied, moving now to Atlanta, it should be interesting to see how the Sixers come out. If MB can stay healthy, which is definitely a question mark. Ben Simmons needs to really get an urgency factor. He's one of the best all around players with the exception of being able to hit an outside shot or even willing to take an outside shot for that matter. But other than that, his defensive skills are unbelievable. And I think that if, um, you know, they come to play, they have as good a chance as any in the East. It should be them going up against Brooklyn in the uh, Eastern final if things go as scheduled. Talking about Brooklyn for a second, I, I was watching a game, and I don't know if you saw this, but there was a little incident um, between Durant and... Um, someone on Milwaukee's team that they actually went to Texas together, I believe, in, in, in college. And all of a sudden, they're just talking out there, you know, uh, going back and forth. And all of a sudden, I thought it was the NBA security that came onto the court to, um, you know, get in the middle of it. Well, I, I did a little research on it. It comes to be that that is Kevin Durant's uh, personal bodyguard that is hired by the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, to me, I find that very strange. I mean, it, it, if you're playing a game on a court in the NBA, you don't need your personal security to step into that, anything that goes on in that court, unless a fan runs on or fans for some reason. In that situation, maybe I can, I can see it. But just talking with another player, going back and forth and whatever, you know, face-to-face, there were, were no punches thrown, nobody got pushed or just talking. All of a sudden, this guy comes onto the court. I, I think that should be um, against the NBA policies and procedures, and I, I'm, I'm not for that at all. Love to hear your opinion on that as well. Uh, I think that you do have to look out for the players' security and well-being, maybe going from the bench to the locker room with some of the idiots that uh, want to throw popcorn and, and whatnot. But other than that, during a game, stay off the court. I don't care who you are. You got the players and you have the coaches and the referees on the court, period. That should be about it. So uh, lots of topics we hit. As usual, the time always goes by too quickly. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. We'd love to hear your comments. Next week, we're going to read a couple emails. If you want to email sports at power901.com or else just go to jimmybsports.com. You can also go to jimmybsports.com and get all the latest sports updates. Uh, that's updated at throughout the day. Hopefully, everyone has a great weekend. Uh, let's get ready to cheer on the lightning. And tomorrow's game again, three o'clock tomorrow. And let's hope the Rays have a great outing against the Orioles this weekend. Talk to you next time. You can listen to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I've been your host, Jim Barron. Stay safe, stay vigilant. Above all, stay positive. We'll see you next time on the Jimmy B Sports Show.